What's up? It's Alexander Madison, running back from the Minnesota Vikings, and you're watching Clock Management. Your team is now on the clock. What is up, everybody? It is March 28th, 2020. I'm Justin, and as always, I'm joined by Perry. Justin, guess what I'm wearing? Uh, I mean, I can see what you're wearing. The smile that you gave me. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'm also wearing my Saturday morning comfy shirt. We're recording on Saturday morning, and I was like, I just want to be comfy. Yeah, I got, I mean, I look professional, but that's just because you can only see, you know, from the shoulders up, basically, so. And if they really knew you, <laughs> man, looking professional isn't going to help. <laughs> um, I finally hung my sign up behind me, Perry. Congratulations. It took regular. me like two weeks to do, and I did it about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, you're a regular handyman now. So yeah, it took like I had to use a stud finder because it's a heavy sign and put a screw in the wall and everything. Not to mention, it probably kept going off every time it got near you. I, it did. It was it was very hard to use. I mean, even for me, that was low hanging. <laughs> that was just. <laughs> I, I I said it and you spiked it. I, I yeah. I I mean, I didn't even have to jump. Yeah, was on one of those little forefoot hoops. You, you basically you threw it just... up, and I just had to wait for it to come down so I could reach it, <laughs> and then just slammed it in. So, uh, what are we doing? What, well, first is this of a all, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, we're doing a podcast today, huh? Oh, I thought we were just hanging out. Uh, our, our day, our morning uh, video call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube. You can catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And basically everywhere else where there's podcasts out there. So make sure you guys uh, go follow, subscribe to any of those. Uh, and follow us on all social media too. We got all those out there. We appreciate it. it uh, you, when you guys do that, you support us. And, uh, you know, we appreciate that. And it gives us the ability to do giveaways and stuff. Yeah. And if you're already doing all of those things, here's something else you can do. You can like this video and you can comment on this video because it helps us out with the YouTube algorithm. Uh, And then if you want to even do more than that, you can check out the link down below where you can find our merch. Uh, And if you purchase any of that, it goes straight to us to help make the podcast better. So we really, really appreciate the support. And And uh, by leaving that comment, you also get entered to win a Ricky Williams jersey that we're giving away next episode. How could I forget? How so, could I forget? There's all of that. And then, apparently, we're actually talking about football today, too, Perry. Oh, I was going to say, but wait, there's more. But you kind of just... Yeah. That was a really good opportunity to use that that joke. Yes, we're going to talk about football today. Uh, but first, what's new with you, Justin? What's going on there? Um, Are you working? Yes. Well, I think. I don't know. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> my last day... So, I, well, my last... We worked on Thursday. Uh, And then my boss asked me to come in on Friday, which we all had the day off on Friday to take care of some stuff. So I actually worked extra. Uh, And and then I got word from some other people within our organization from higher up in the organization that nobody is supposed to be working. (laughs) 
So, is that what the army calls itself? The organization? No, I think that's actually what the mafia calls itself. (laughs) 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 But I like to refer to it as that. So, still kind of up in the air with the work schedule, huh? Yeah, we'll see. And then, I I guess, uh, man... I know we're talking about the 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 COVID go, uh, stuff going around again, but um, or still, I should say. Uh, apparently, FEMA is planning to open a a hospital at the Seahawks Stadium here, uh, and we're going to be helping to facilitate that. Not not my unit specifically, but just the the military as a whole. So we'll see what that means. Uh, I mean, that's good, probably overall, right? Uh, I'm not working at the moment. I, I don't have a day scheduled currently, um, but I could get called in at any time. Uh, so I've just been hanging out, playing video games, doing some reading, uh, playing with a cat. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I plan on doing some gardening. That nice. Sounds, that sounds like fun. I'm going to grow some, uh, some lettuce, uh, and uh, maybe some tomatoes. What's the plural? Let I. <laughs> That's what I usually default to, the I sound. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the best one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, we've got some football Let news ice. to cover here. You just keep going with that. I'll, I'll just, uh, <laughs> you cover the football. I'll, I'll run this to the ground. <laughs> uh, if uh, we compare the news this week to last week, uh, it's barren. Uh, we do have a few things, but it's really slowed down. Free agency has really kind of tapered off a little bit. Still a couple key parts that need to fall. Um, <clears throat> we'll talk about them briefly. We just don't know where they're going yet, so not a lot to report. But we have news nobody cares about, everybody's favorite. Uh, and then we're going to ta- chat a little bit about some rookies coming here uh, 2020. Uh, assuming we have a 2020 season. Uh, but yeah, we're going to chat about some rookies, how we feel about them. Um, and yeah, that's today's episode. Are you ready, Justin? Yeah, and and obviously news no one cares about. I said new was Oh, You, you don't even listen to me. You don't even listen to me. This is why our relationship doesn't work. I know. So I was mesmerized by your uh, your Star Wars picture back there. Can you, can you guys see that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways... <clears throat> Let's uh, let's get into the news here. Dak Prescott uh, is reportedly resuming contract talks with uh, with the Cowboys. Uh, I think this is smart. I think they need to lock him up. I don't know how they're going to afford him though. Uh, I do think that it's surprising that they've they will now have kept Dak, Amari, and Zeke. Uh, I I imagine we're going to see a repeat here of the Rams. But considering the Cowboys were already bad, now the Ram now they're going to be very bad. Whereas the Rams were good and then became bad when they couldn't afford anybody else. So I don't know. Uh, fantasy wise, still like Dak. This has no effect. Still like Amari has no like. That's great. I mean, even if they're bad, right? We still like all three of these players. I'm not huge on Amari this year. I mean, especially but, with Darius Slay coming into there for where he's being drafted. Sure, sure, for where he's being drafted, but he'll still be very productive, very yeah, fantasy relevant. He's but, still very yeah. needed for their team as a whole, just in yeah. general. Yeah, but I, I do agree. I think he's being a little overdrafted, but I, I hope we're wrong, right? I, I, you've been an Amari, an Amari Cooper fan for since he came to the league because he, you know, he's on the Raiders. You're a 
fairly large fan of the Raiders. So uh, I, I, I always root for them like quietly. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't yeah. want people to know I'm rooting for them. Well, they have plenty of loud people rooting for them. So. Yeah, which is why I don't feel comfortable letting people know I also support them. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's really anything super fantasy relevant. Just important to note that the Cowboys are looking to lock him up long term. Uh, one big piece that did fall here, something I've been waiting on. I'm a little disappointed with where it fell. Uh, Robbie Anderson signs a two-year, $20 million oh, deal with the Carolina Panthers. I don't necessarily see this as super bad for him, right? It's not the worst place he could have gone. I think I it's mean, a horrible fit for him. <laughs> I mean, staying with the Jets would have been worse. I don't know. At least you got a big arm there that can get the ball downfield to him. Like, they can take some some long shots to him. And I, he'll get some garbage time there. <laughs> uh, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's not like my ideal landing spot for him. No, I was really yeah. hoping for Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay actually would have been such a good spot for him to land. Uh, I would have loved that. Yeah. So he's going to be in Carolina. Honestly, he's probably going to stay pretty close to where he was. Maybe move down my list just a little bit. I, you know, I think the Panthers are a better team than the Jets. But I think Teddy Bridgewater isn't going to, you know, put it down the field quite as often as Sam Darnold. Yeah. So that's where he, he takes that hit. But And you I have DJ Moore there as well, who's going to get his targets too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's important to remember that Teddy Bridgewater, while he doesn't put it down the field all the time, he's still capable. Yeah. Right? He's still capable of doing it. And with uh, McCaffrey there, they're going to have to – I mean, they're going to stack the box a lot against them. It's going to open up the center of that field a little bit more. DJ Moore, another guy, and Curtis Samuel, going to take a lot of uh, coverage. So it could work out. It really could work Man, out. I think so, this kills Curtis Samuels, though. It does. It does. But he's still going to draw coverage yeah, when yeah. He's on the field. So, yeah, Robbie Anderson should still be productive. It's just I think that his ceiling and floor would have gone up a whole lot more at quite a few other places. So yeah. uh, it's not ideal, but I, I think Curtis Samuel just fall like because of the signing just falls to like obscurity for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Deep, deep bench spot for Curtis Samuel at best, in my opinion. Uh, you know, it, if you're in a 10 team league, there is, there is a very good, um, very good argument to not drafting Curtis Samuel at all in a 10 team league in my opinion i'm probably going to be avoiding him for the most part uh we can start looking at him for dynasty that sort of thing but you know redraft leagues it's going to be really hard to justify drafting curtis samuel uh that's okay former panther cam newton is officially released by the panthers we kind of expected this i'm wondering where he's gonna go this is one of the pieces that you know, I was kind of hinting at that we hasn't landed yet. Do you, what's your ideal landing spot and what's your likely landing spot? I know you, I, I'm just putting you on the spot here, but for you, Cam Newton. Yeah. I uh, actually saw, I was reading an article uh, recently and I really liked what this person was talking about. Uh, they were saying that they wanted to see uh, Cam Newton go to uh, the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, Big Ben's coming back, but that would give Cam Newton another, like basically a season off to heal and then and then be their starter. Uh, I w I would like that. Yeah, I was I was thinking New England, 
Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I really think that the system in New England is a big reason that Tom Brady was so good. Now, I do think that Tom Brady is very, very good. Don't get me wrong. But I think that system is incredible. And Cam Newton is talented. I mean, he's a talented quarterback. I, I like to joke about his accuracy and stuff like that. And the beatdown we put on him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hashtag Broncos. Uh, but I do think that if you put a talented quarterback in that system, they're going to be successful. So um, I mean, New England needs to re refresh their weapons on offense, though. True. Definitely Which true. Is what Tom Brady has been trying to tell them. Yeah, they they haven't had any huge free agent signings. You know, I was I was thinking that um, Robbie Anderson would have been fine in New England, right? Bring in some some talent, but it could be that they they don't care about this season. Honestly, I don't I don't think Bill Bill Belichick cares about this season. I think they want to tank for for a quarterback next season. Yeah, if there's one thing I do believe it or like about hype, it's uh, Bill Belichick is smarter than all of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. Uh, Tyler Eifert uh, is working on a deal with the Jaguars. Is this an upgrade for Tyler Eifert if he lands there? Um, who? <laughs> uh, is that an NFL player or Tyler Eifert? Yeah, he oh, hasn't been fantasy wise. He hasn't been relevant in quite some time. Uh, can he stay healthy? That's the better question. Like, uh, if he can stay healthy for a full season, I'm sure it makes him fantasy relevant. Uh, but I just don't believe that he can stay healthy for a season. And at the tight end position, like I don't want a tight end that I'm going to have for two to four weeks. I I do think that you won't need to draft him, right? So uh, yeah, if you're in some sort of crazy three tight end league, <laughs> absolutely. I do I do think that if he does stay healthy, Tyler Eifert has a chance of being a top ten tight end. If he stays healthy, right? That's the big question, and it's totally justified because he never stays healthy. But in 2015, when he had 615 yards and 13 touchdowns, right? It, but that was half a decade ago. <laughs> I I understand that, but he's not that old, right? Tyler Eifert's not that old, and if he stays healthy, he could be good. I think that it's irresponsible to say that you should just ignore Tyler Eifert. Who? Tyler Eifert? Who? No, I think that that's. Not I think fair. there's way better healthy, options. There is way better options. I'm not telling people to draft Tyler Eifert, but I am saying that it's somebody that should stay on your radar. I think that you're, you're going to get plenty of tight ends that I would trust more that you can get at the end of the draft so that you can ignore someone like Ty Tyler Eifert. Yeah, don't draft him. <laughs> yeah, but, that, that's that's my point <laughs> when I say Tyler Eifert, who, like, he's not on my radar for, for fantasy purposes. Like, yeah, he could be a top 10 tight end, but with how the tight ends usually shake out, I mean, any tight end in the NFL could be a top 10 tight end by the end of the season. I mean, we spend a lot of time talking about Jimmy Graham, but I think Tyler Eifert is more relevant than Jimmy Graham when it comes to potential fantasy output. Uh, Yeah, I, I agree with that. Jimmy Graham, it's solely his name that gets him talked about. Or, and and contract signed as well. I mean... We've talked about O.J. Howard a lot, right? And I think with Tom Brady there, right, I, I expect O.J. Howard to be better. But Tyler Eifert should be way better than O.J. Howard last season. Way, way better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He can catch so, up football. Uh, 
But, uh, I mean, O.J. Howard gets hyped up because, like, this season specifically because of Tom Brady. Like, anyone in relation to Tom Brady uh, is going to get hype and get talked about. Like, if, if you're the ball boy for Tampa right now, you're getting extra hype because Tom Brady's there. Like, just every person there is getting extra attention with Tom Brady coming there. Uh, la- last year, O.J. Howard got hyped up because, I mean, he should have. Like, he, his physical specimen and, like, he, his ability is huge. And so he had a lot of potential, and he just <laughs> dropped the ball. Uh- <laughs> I, ju- I just mean with the sheer amount of volume that, uh, that was coming out of Jameis Winston, which was the most in the NFL. Yeah. Right? O.J. Howard got a lot of hype then. And I, I just think that... I don't want anybody to go out and draft Tyler Eifert. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just want people to be aware of the fact that Tyler Eifert is a good football player that gets injured. He's not a bad football player like O.J. Howard. <laughs> I mean, O.J. Howard, I don't think is a bad football player. He just needs what, to catch the ball better. Okay. Like, what would you say his, his number position. one job is as a tight end? Uh, it is to catch the ball uh but then he's bad yeah but he's he's good he's good at blocking and he is uh he's a great route runner he's athletic and he he just Dude, needs look, to look at that route get those just go drops. out there and run that route yeah, man you just need... not going to score any points not going to really help the team in any way running that route but you go run that route oh i'm not trying to tell you oj howard is an amazing tight end but he's he's like he's not a, also a garbage tight end. Like they, he, there's tight ends worse than him out there. That you know he's on the bottom end of that the the draftable tight ends. But I, now, especially I, with Tom Brady there, this becomes interesting again because if he can't catch the ball, does it matter who's throwing him the ball? Uh, <laughs> true. So I, so that's all I'm why I want is if if we're going to, I I'm just saying there is a universe a possible actual universe where Tyler Eifert is better this season as a Jaguar than OJ Howard is this season. There is a universe where that happens. There is. I'm not arguing against that. I just don't think it's likely. Yeah, but I think we should talk about options. What could happen? I think Tyler Eifert could be good this season. I think OJ Howard could be terrible, but yet people are considering drafting OJ Howard as a top, like, five tight end just because tom brady went there yeah i'm not gonna and, hype that up right but I just, there like there's I said, an imbalance these... in my in my opinion there's an i imbalance. think it's justified <laughs> i think this I... imbalance is justified with uh with eifert's injury uh history and just like his, his relevance over the last few years uh and, and so, like that. That's why I think it's okay. Um, we should just keep talking about Tyler Eifert all day. <laughs> no, we are. We have to move on. We cannot make a whole show on Tyler Eifert. So Tyler Eifert played the entire season last season. Did he though? No, he did. I mean, he did. He had 436 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns on a really, really bad team. Yeah. A really bad team. I know. I know. But it's so did. O- O.J. Howard was also on a really bad team and but, did better than that. But there were 30 touchdowns to be had and and the most pass attempts in the NFL to be had. Absolutely. And he couldn't capitalize on it. I, I, I just, I just, if Tyler Eifert had a better season in 2020 than O.J. Howard has in 2020, 
it would be i would not be like blown away i wouldn't be like holy i wouldn't either like i said i expect oj howard to be in the bottom half of the top 10 so like from somewhere below five uh in tight ends between five and ten but i for like like i said that that bottom 10 like or the bottom half of that 10 tight ends like that you would never that we won't even talk about there will be a tight end that we do not even mention before this season starts that is going to end up in that top 10 it could be tyler eifert no we already mentioned him it can't be him (laughs) it could it could be though but that's what i'm saying he could he he could end up there like i'm i wouldn't be like no way i can't believe this happened but i'm also not going to advise anyone to go draft tyler eifert that that's I'm not either. I know that's what I'm saying though. That's what I. That's what my whole point was. Why with him being like irrelevant to me. Okay, let's move on from Tyler Eifert, please. No, this is the Tyler Eifert <laughs> show, my friend. Is that why you got the black and orange chair there? You got yeah, your, your Bengals chair ready just for Tyler Eifert? No, he is going to be a Jaguar. Okay? <laughs> I know, but for his history. What chair? <laughs> I do not represent the Bengals in any way. <laughs> okay, what's next, Barry? That was it. That was all. Oh, the news. <laughs> all right. Well, I got some news no one cares about. I guess I I will continue some news no one cares about. <laughs> I'm rooting for Tyler Eifert so hard now. I just, know you just are. To rub your face. I know out. you are. But but now I'm gonna make it a point when he does bad to bring it up. <laughs> And you're going to get mad because you're going to be like, I didn't say he was good. <laughs> Edo Smith. <laughs> right. He's going to blow up this year. <laughs> uh, Move on. Move on, man. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. News no one cares about. First of all, I had some uh, a group chat I'm in with some other friends called The Boys that were super disappointed there was no news no one cares about last episode. So I told them I'd give them a shout-out in the news no one cares about. So Pepe, yeah, Ruben, nope. Kenny, what up? Nobody cares, guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, I told them that it'd be in the news no one cares. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so first piece of news no one cares about. Cowboys signed the man, the myth, the leg, Legatron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome signing uh, that nobody cares about because he's obviously a kicker. I think we're the only ones that call him Legatron. We should probably use his real name. Yeah, Greg. Greg. He calls himself Greg the Leg. Uh, Greg Zerline. Yeah. <laughs> he call him a- Legatron. He actually came up with Legatron his rookie season. Uh, I think on Twitter when he he was tweeting to to Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> I, I happened to see that and i'm like i cannot let this go so it's just been a thing um so next piece the rams they released their new uh logo design we saw the leaked images before they were horrible this one's slightly different but still horrible yeah perry you, it, you brought looks, up a good point it looks just like the internet explorer logo yeah, which... which is not a good sign. Oh, I mean, okay. if that's your starting point, avoid. <laughs> okay, avoid. I, I was going to ask you, so is that a good or, or bad? No, <laughs> no. Don't use Internet Explorer. Or anything that resembles it, like the Rams logo. <laughs> right. I, I give a lot of advice on this podcast. This is the most important piece of advice I've ever given. Do not use Internet Explorer and avoid everything that looks like it. 
Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I'm a little bit older than Perry, and I even know this. Like, I, I trust Todd Gurley's knees more than Internet Explorer. <laughs> I trust Jameis Winston's pass attempts more than Internet Explorer. I trust OJ Howard's hands more than Internet Explorer. <laughs> oh man, I trust AJ Green's body. <laughs> This could be a week. I trust Antonio Brown not doing anything crazy more than Internet Explorer. True. I trust John Gruden's (laughs) coaching more than Internet Explorer. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, man. (laughs) That that was good. That was good. Yeah. All right. Next piece of news no one cares about. Pro Football Talk reports that Jimmy Graham thinks the Bears have a, the perfect plan for him. And TJ Lang. Retirement plan? <laughs> right. TJ Lang said, uh, so dot, 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 no blocking. <laughs> His former teammate. That's a good point. Yeah. Val- it's a fair point. It's valid. <laughs> Uh, but I want to know if Jimmy Graham read that though, and he was like, "Yeah, obviously." <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a five-year retirement plan. Oh man, I didn't even consider that. What if that's all it is? That's exactly what it is. I mean, it was a big contract because his name's Jimmy Graham, uh, which I don't understand why the Bears made that decision. They're like, "Hey, you know how we could mess our team up even more? Pay a washed-up tight end a bunch of money." And then somebody came in and be like, how about a washed up quarterback? <laughs> that we throw in the mix with our uh, bust? <laughs> Watch. Watch. Jimmy Graham, number one tight fantasy tight end. Nick, and Nick Foles, Foles, number one fantasy quarterback. <laughs> and you and I have to quit. <laughs> right. I, I agree to the, the terms of these conditions. <laughs> right, right. But if we're right, they both have to quit. Oh. I'm calling the challenge, the gauntlet. <laughs> They're never going to hear this or see this. And if they do, they're going to pretend like they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what right. else? Is that it? One more. Wait. This is it. This it. XXFL tied in. Uh, Edmund Robinson signed to the Falcons. This marks the second XFL player signed to the NFL now. Which I'm kind of surprised, first of all, that it's a tight end. They actually, I, I expected uh, one of their young wide receivers to get signed. But... <laughs> Of all places to land, too. Like, he, he landed with the Falcons, and they just signed Hayden Hurst. So, I think his role is pretty apparent there already. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Hayden Hurst, though, only one rank right now above Tyler Eifert. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Who would you rather draft? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> that's, Next That's question. all the news no one cares about. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Boy, we are off the rails this Saturday morning. This is it's like, you know, like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I know. We're we're like the Animaniacs this morning. <laughs> yeah. That's we are. A it's, throwback it's... right there. I just aged myself. Oh man. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't even realize it. That's how I know I aged myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, of course. What else is on? <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for X-Men the Animated Series to come on right after that. Yeah, and this <laughs> night we're watching some Ed, Ed, and Eddie. 
Uh, all right, let's get into some rookies, some guys that have no idea what Ed Ed and Ed Ed Nettie is. Oh man, uh, yeah, these guys weren't even alive when that was. <laughs> okay, they may have been alive, but. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll start with the quarterbacks. And I just want to preface this with, uh, so we're going to talk about these guys and like uh, based on their pre-draft rankings, this is obviously going to change when they're drafted because landing position. And, and you know will determine their opportunity and in fantasy opportunity dictates everything yeah yeah opportunity is king um <clears throat> so we'll start with the quarterbacks uh right now with a consensus number one pick joe burrow going to cincinnati i don't <laughs> think there's a whole lot of argument here right pretty sure that's exactly where he's going barring you oh, know that's why you have the Bengals chair <laughs> Joe Burrow, I mean, he's really good, of course. I think a lot of people are really excited about Joe Burrow landing in Cincinnati. I just, uh, I mean, is he better than Tua? I don't think so. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think Tua, you know, you take the injuries out of Tua, Tua's much better than Joe Burrow, in my opinion. This is where I, how I feel about the the situation in the draft. Like, I understand why Tua fell to number two with his injury history but like my personal opinion on this i would rather take Tua first because i think everyone does believe Tua is the better quarterback if you remove the injury history Mm -hmm. uh, which you obviously can't separate the two but i'm drafting potential Uh, i i want to take a shot on this quarterback that could potentially win me a super bowl down the road uh and i think Tua has the better chance of doing that if healthy if not you can move on and try again so personally I would go for Tua shoot for the moon uh at number one overall yeah yeah I would but I, I know, know I'm more of a risk taker than, than a lot of people so. risk with yeah the, the I don't millions I, they're not going say. to they're not going to for <laughs> sure but I don't get me wrong I think Joe Burrow could show up and, and win a Super Bowl yeah, that, like of I course, said, I just think right, Tua right. has a, a better odds of doing that. Uh, okay, but, but fantasy-wise. Yeah, Joe. Fantasy-wise with Joe Burrow. Yeah, for Cincinnati, uh, obviously this is going to be uh, big for the pass catchers there. Uh, it, it should – I'm actually interested to see how it uh, this turns out for Joe Mixon as well as he is a, a pass catching back. Uh, so this should affect his, his – uh, um value as well uh and the the thing that's hard to tell is how these quarterbacks are going to adjust to the nfl uh joe burrow is one of the more nfl ready quarterbacks to just come in and immediately start so i think he will be okay uh just coming in and immediately starting some of the other quarterbacks i think may need some time to adjust yeah, uh, but I think he'll do good, and I think this helps uh, Tyler Bo- Boyd and uh, AJ Green. You want to know who I think actually this helps the most? Hmm. John Ross. Joe Burrow has really good touch on the deep ball, and that is John Ross's whole game. And <laughs> we saw what John Ross was able to do while he was healthy last, at the start of last season, and I mean, I think Joe Burrow is a huge upgrade on the deep ball from yeah. Andy Dalton. I, this could be really good for John Ross. Yeah. yeah. The problem is you're going to have to figure out wh- what week John Ross is hitting. 
But yeah, you're week right. One. It, it helps. Week one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it'll be week one. Week one. And Take then, your win. Yeah. I, I'm not going past that, though. And, and then <laughs> and then trade John Ross immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Joe Burrow going number one overall. Do you think that Joe Burrow is fantasy relevant? Do you think Joe Burrow is a top 12 quarterback in 2020? No. Uh, I, I'm... Like if you're in a two quarterback league, then obviously or a super flex, then I think you know that that becomes more interesting, and I think at that point I may take a shot on him later in the draft. But uh, I do not think he'll be a top twelve quarterback. Uh, I, I think we've been spoiled in recent years with some of these rookies. I think if you look at the 11, 12, 13 spots right now on the current consensus rankings, it goes Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill. If he were to crack. 12 or even 11 i wouldn't be all that surprised no i'm not gonna i wouldn't be shocked but but i think that's more around his ceiling than than his average you know yeah i just i look at like you know tyler or excuse me ryan Tannehill at 13 i know that's not top 12 but we look at ryan Tannehill at 13 and i know that ryan Tannehill gave us a great 2019 but he's given us terrible every other season I could imagine Joe Burrow being better than Ryan Tannehill. I I don't think that that's really out of the realm of possibility. He has weapons on that team. No, like, I mean, it's obviously not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just saying, like, in likelihood, when I'm putting my rankings together, he's not going to be in my top 12. Okay. Uh, 4,000 yards? Uh, I think he'll be under that. I don't think it'll be, like... Uh, like a large amount under that, but I, I do think he'll be under that. I'm thinking 3,800 yards, probably 20 to 24 touchdowns. Which is great. Um, yeah, and then probably maybe like 10 to 12 interceptions, right? I think it'll be a very effective rookie season for Joe Burrow. I'm just not ready to crown him yet. I think you feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, do you want to try? Uh, Tua. <laughs> uh coming out of alabama uh i mean to uh alavlova <laughs> yeah that was really good yeah Ta- tagavailoa oh yeah okay anyways uh <laughs> the the consensus on tua going into 2019 was tanking for tua right uh the dolphins were supposed to be tanking for tua and then they messed that up and they're still gonna get tua Right. Uh, no, that's the master plan. Like five head. They've got a five head. You and I have four heads. They have five heads. Uh, Tua, I really do think is is really very talented. I think that he's. I think he's like Kyler Murray plus, honestly. Uh, but it's the the health issue. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's that's where why he's going to fall pretty far in this draft, yeah. considering that he was the number one pick a year before he was even drafted. The fact I, that he's probably going to fall to like 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range. I think he actually uh, has a better chance of cracking that top quarterback position. Not in 2020. If he, if he were to play the whole season, yeah. So, Which he won't. Yeah, he's not going to be a, a day one starter. So, I know we've talked about this already, you and I. But, you, I mean, week to week if he plays. which Because I do think he, he comes in towards the end of the season. I know that so there's debates on both sides of this. I, I would say it's pretty split on on how people feel, and me and you actually are on opposite sides of it. 
but I think he'll come in towards the end of the season, and I think from his time forward, he'll he will be a uh, top twelve quarterback. Uh, when you say towards the end of the season, what week are we talking? Uh, I'm saying probably week 12, 13. Okay. Right around playoffs. So <laughs> fantasy I get, playoffs. I'm asking you this: You're in the fantasy playoffs. Maybe you've won one round, depending on when he comes back. Are you willing to start him over who got you there? No. <laughs> and, Either am I. And this is why, because if I already have a, a quarterback at that point that is a top 12. I'm not going to go like take that risk on him when I have the guy who's already doing it. Let's say that you're getting carried by your other your other positions, right? And you I have mean, like the 11th ranked quarterback. Are you willing to drop that 11th ranked quarterback to start Tua? Depending on the matchups, I might give it a shot <laughs> if it's an 11th ranked. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I, uh, I I do I do think that Tua will play in 2020. I do not think that he will play very much. I think they'll give him maybe the last four games of the season, something like that. So kind of where you're falling. But if Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing just fine, and we're all assuming he's going to the Dolphins, so just buckle up with that one. Um, <laughs> if Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing just fine, they have no reason to sit him. Tua's, say say he's still working on coming back from these injuries. They have nothing to really play for. There is a, there's a possibility he doesn't play in 2020. I mean, we're we're fantasy analysts. The NFL works completely different, right? They a long a lot of times they're thinking about the long con. You know, long term is to a, is it worth it for two to start four games this season? They might disagree. They might say no, it's not worth it. Don't do it. But I don't know. I do like to uh, going forward. You know, start up fantasy drafts or start up dynasty drafts and even dynasty rookie drafts. Definitely worth picking them up and just holding on to them. Right? Uh, it could be it could be big. Right? So let's move on. <clears throat> uh, Justin Herbert out of Oregon. How do you feel about Justin Herbert? Uh, so I think that he's a good quarterback. Uh, he's another one of these, like, I think the top four quarterbacks are all NFL ready. Uh, and they're going to do just fine in the NFL and have a, a good future. Uh, and he's one of them, in my opinion. Uh, he came in, looked, he looked great in college and very like poised, good decision maker, which that's always good to see. And, He's he's a big dude. He's yeah. he's yeah. 6'6", 236 pounds. Like yeah. that that's like bigger than Big Ben. Is it? <laughs> well, early Big Ben. <laughs> Today's Big Ben. Uh it looks like, you know, Grizzly Adams and <laughs> or uh, a Sasquatch or something if you saw that video he put up. Um, but no, I think that he, he's going to come in and have a good season or a good, not season, a good career ahead of him. He's not a quarterback. I'm looking for immediate production out of though. Uh, I, I think he goes to, goes to a team that needs a quarterback obviously, but has someone there to that, where he's not necessarily the day one starter. Like I yeah, could, from I could see him going to like the chargers or something like that. Yeah. From what I could see watching justin herbert in college he's 
clearly very talented. His arm is very, very strong. You can put it anywhere in the field that he'd like. But he does seem to kind of panic. And as the play breaks down, his play breaks down. So in the NFL, where there's a lot more talent on the defenses you'll be facing, there's a lot more likelihood that that pocket's going to break down, especially, you know, he's probably going to be drafted on a team that, like you said, needs a quarterback. They probably don't have the best offensive line or the best offense. I think Justin Herbert is more of a long-term thing, even more yeah. so than, than Tua. Uh, if he were to land somewhere, like you said, where they have a, an established quarterback in place for him to just kind of sit under for a while, uh, maybe a year or two, Justin Herbert could end up being pretty good. Somewhere like maybe Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sit under Aaron Rodgers for a couple years. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers has a little longer than that. Possibly Tampa Bay sit under Tom Brady for two years. Then they get Justin Herbert. Uh, but arm strength, not a problem. He's very strong arm. <clears throat> uh, let's move on to the last quarterback on our list, Justin. Jordan Love out of Utah State. How you feeling about Jordan Love? I so I, I really like him, and that so something I like about Jordan Love is like with him being the number four ranked quarterback, he has a really good chance of going to a team that isn't that bad of a team, but may have a need for a quarterback. Uh, and and so I think this helps him like go to like I said a team that's ready to win. And he can kind of step into that role and maybe earn the job as time goes. Uh, I, I like him. I could see him going to like the Patriots or something like that under a Bill Belichick and just becoming a rock star. So uh, I, I like his potential and I think he's underrated in, in this quarterback class. I, I agree with the New England landing spot for Jordan Love. Only if Bill Belichick is willing to rein him in. I think that he has a game that's very similar to Jameis Winston in the fact that he's very talented. He could put the ball all over the field, right? He can throw on the run, but his decision-making is probably the worst out of the top, out of these four quarterbacks that we talked about. I think there's a lot of interceptions in Jordan Love's future. So if he lands in a spot like New England where Bill Belichick is going to rein him in and get him under control... And that and that's, you know, that actually happens. Then he could be very good. I agree with you, but he does worry me a little bit that, you know, his career may be short if he turns the ball over a whole lot. But remember, we're we're talking about fantasy. Jameis Winston turns the ball over thirty times, and, and we love best, him. Yeah, one of the best <laughs> fantasy quarterbacks last season. So, you know, if he plays, you could see, you know, three touchdown, three interception games all the time. And yeah, that. I guess that's okay. Yeah, I'm I cool with that. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the running backs. Uh, number one on our list, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Where are you sitting on DeAndre Swift? I don't know. I kind of have the next guy on the list higher than him personally as a NFL rusher, but DeAndre Swift right now is the number one running back on yeah, the consensus I, Right. I know. I love, I love uh, Jonathan Taylor, but yeah. which we'll get to. But DeAndre Swift – Great, I mean, great running back, obviously. That's why he's ranked as the number one. He's 5'8", 212 pounds, which is like, that's great size for an NFL running back. Uh, I think that he's, 
like these these running the running back class here isn't like one of those elite running backs like classes like we've seen in the past where, where they've had a bunt like deep at running back uh there's a couple good ones he's one of them and i think this with the wide receivers coming out and some like a couple of these quarterbacks it's going to give him a great opportunity to land on a team where he's going to have immediate fantasy relevance uh i like I like him going to like Kansas City or which I don't know if he'll make it that far, but the Falcons, I like him going to the Falcons. Uh Kansas City may have to trade up in the draft to get him. But the the Falcons just like right behind Todd Gurley. Obviously Todd Gurley I don't think anyone thinks Todd Gurley's going to be alone in that backfield. And as we hinted and joked at before, Edo Smith is also not the guy. So you're going to need to bring in another running back still. And I like, I like uh, the idea of drafting a Swift or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that if he lands somewhere like Kansas city or Atlanta, I think Atlanta would be actually a really good spot for him. Uh, I think he's probably a 15 touch guy. As soon as he lands on a team in the NFL, therefore he's fantasy relevant, right? A running back that touches the ball 15 times in a game is fantasy relevant. Uh, I, I think that um, he's probably not a three-down workhorse back, not quite. I hope I'm wrong there. Uh, he's just I, he's a little bit more of a speedster. So DeAndre, I mean Swift, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's pretty swift. Yeah. The next guy on the list, Jonathan Taylor, who I find to be more of probably a third, like a three-down back, and I and I think that I'm probably in the minority on this, a lot of people are worried about his ability to catch the ball, which means they're worried about his uh, third down work. But I, I do think that he'll be just fine. He, I think he has the best vision out of all the running backs that are, are going to be drafted. I think he has the best patience, best decision-making. And he can no. pass block, too. And he can pass block, exactly. Extremely important, something that's not talked about enough when we're talking about fantasy relevance for running backs. I, I think that he... Not, I think he's probably going to be a mix a little bit between um, Leonard Fournette and Josh Jacobs is where I, I, I see him. I think that Leonard Fournette's probably a better pass catcher, at least what we saw in 2019, than Josh Jacobs. But I think Josh Jacobs is probably a better pure runner. Uh, so. I, I got During this episode, the one thing you will not hear me do that a lot of other shows and analysts like to do is comp these guys to uh to people that are hall of famers i will not be like this guy is a jerry rice in the route running like no he's not no he's not he's he's a rookie he's just not there jerry rice wasn't jerry rice his rookie year or before his rookie year so yeah i I hate it when they do that i'm like come on that's ridiculous yeah uh so personally i want jonathan taylor in the rookie Rookie draft, dynasty, startup, I want Jonathan Taylor over DeAndre Swift, but I'd be happy if I got Swift. Yeah, I, I think some possible landing spots that I like him in. Again, Atlanta's another good one for him just because they need it for another running back. Uh, another one that I think is interesting that I like uh, is, or I got two others, the Saints and, and the Chargers. I like both of those for him. Uh, because coming in behind Eckler, that'd be great for him. Eckler's a great pass catching back. So if they did feel like he wasn't ready for that work, they could use Eckler there and they could just rotate him in, which would also kill his fantasy value though. Cause 
I mean, Eckler's going to be the main guy. Um, same with the Saints. If he went there, it kills fantasy value just because Kamara's going to be the guy. But I think there's still fantasy relevance there for him, especially for the Saints. Uh, as we saw with uh, Mark Ingram when he was there behind Kamara and uh, multiple other running backs. So I, I think those are all viable places for him to go. Right on. Uh, let's move on to number three, just to keep this moving along here. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State, 2,000 yards rushing last season. Uh, really big questions, though, in the pass catching. And while an NFL team might be okay with that because they can go throw just a third down back in and they'll do just fine. They have no problem with that. For fantasy, it is a worry with J.K. Dobbins. His ability to catch the ball could be an issue. It's not often that you have a super fantasy-relevant running back who isn't really able to catch the ball all that much. Are you concerned? Uh, yes. <laughs> Especially Good. for fantasy football, because like a, a PPR, most leagues have some form of PPR half point PPR nowadays. Uh, so that's a big part of the fantasy uh, game as well. And also, like you said, it makes it harder for him to get on the field. And as we said before that, you know, uh, limits his, um, what's the word i'm looking for here perry fantasy relevance yeah like it, it opportunity it limits his opportunity to get the ball uh and so that's going to hurt his fantasy value uh but he is a hard runner and he, he's i mean he's a great r rusher i i hope he goes to a team that can teach him to catch the ball <laughs> better uh don't go to the oj uh, howard school catching the football so yeah uh Clyde Edwards uh out of LSU I mean he's kind of I don't know he's fallen here because I don't think he's as good as the other guys ahead at any single thing right JK Dobbins probably the hardest best runner Jonathan Taylor probably the best balanced uh and then DeAndre Swift, probably the best cat pass catcher out of the, out of the top three. Um, and where I think Clyde Edwards kind of falls. I, I don't know. He, he weighs 207 pounds too, which yeah. he's a little underweight for a, a NFL prototype running back. And they put a lot of stock into things like that. Uh, so I think that may have been why he has fallen a little bit as well. Um, but he's, he's a good well-rounded back. Yeah, yeah, he's. I think he's the most well-rounded back. I think he could end up being out of out of all these guys. He might have the best chance of being a three-down back. Uh, DeAndre Swift maybe has a better chance, but uh, Clyde Edwards could end up being a three-down back and could end up being very, very good. So uh, I'd be happy if I if I got him. He's going to be a, a first-round pick in rookie drafts for sure. Um, let's move on to the next guy out of Florida State, Cam Akers who actually right now is being uh, drafted ahead of Clyde Edwards, just one spot in rookie drafts. Uh, average five yards to carry, 14 touchdowns in 2019. But ball security has been a big issue for him. Uh, yeah, which is huge in the NFL. Like, I, if you can't hold on to the ball, yeah, you're not playing. So Yeah, especially as a rookie, right? If you If you come in and fumble, let's say he fumbles twice in his first game, he might not legitimately see the field again for another three or four weeks. Yeah, and, and they've talked about a lack of explosiveness, which that 
especially as a rookie, like they, if you're not as explosive, it makes it hard for you to stay on the field or get on the field yeah. because you're not wowing the coaches. You, you know what I mean? And you need to do that before you can even get a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we uh, can move on to uh, wide receivers as we're running a little bit long here. No problem. Uh, this is so the first wide receiver is a guy that I would take probably ahead of Cam Akers and Clyde Edwards. Uh, and that is CD Lamb. I'd actually probably take the top two wide receivers over these guys in rookie draft. CD Lamb out of Oklahoma. This guy looks really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for him. Yeah, it's hard not to be like when you see watch his tape too. Like, he's so good, and it, uh, it's hilarious that um, oh man, the quarterback for Arizona uh was talking about he wanted them to bring in cd lamb and they so they went and talked to cd lamb and cd lamb was talking about how he models his game after deandre hopkins and arizona's like we'll do you one better we'll bring in hopkins (laughs) yeah i uh I, the one knock on CD Lamb that I've been reading is that he's not the best route runner. But I will say that that is legitimately D- something Metcalf. you can learn, right? DK Metcalf, exactly. You know, if it was like, you know, he doesn't have great hands or he's not very fast or he's not tall enough, those are a lot of, those are things that are either very hard to change or impossible to change. Yeah. Where, whereas he has route small running, hands, right? <laughs> <laughs> route running is something that can be worked on immediately. He could be working on that right now as route running. And if that, if it causes him to drop below Jerry Judy, whatever team grabs him, is it's a steal because you can learn route running at any point. Uh, man, whatever team grabs him, no matter where he's at, it's a steal, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like CeeDee Lamb. Jerry Judy is going ahead of him. Jerry Judy out of Alabama. Uh I don't know if uh, if I completely agree with that, but I do like Jerry Judy a lot. Uh, probably the most NFL ready wide receiver, but I mean, we I, kinda... I like CD Lamb more. You like CD Lamb more? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what... But I... go ahead. Uh, I I mean I I don't dislike Jerry Judy. I mean obviously he's he's a great wide receiver. I, CD Lamb to me is the more like he he makes amazing catches like i i could i mean i just said i'm not gonna comp them to like pro bowlers and or hall of famers but like you know and like odell beckham or hopkins like he makes these amazing catches like and and just makes defenders look bad um and and so i mean that's exciting to watch you as a football fan you like to watch i want to it should translate over to the nfl obviously a higher level of competition so it's going to be a little bit harder, but I think he's going to be just fine. Jerry Judy, like you said, I think he he's probably the more prototypical wide receiver for the NFL. Like he's a good wide receiver, no no problem. Both these guys, honestly, I think who who's more fantasy relevant is going to depend on what team they get drafted to. Of course, it's yeah. the biggest factor. It's the biggest factor. So I'm not going to tell you C.D. Lamb is going to be the better wide receiver for fantasy purposes because I don't know what team either one of these guys is going to land on. Right. Uh, but I, I love C.D. Lamb. Like These are guys that you need to watch what teams they do go to because they're going to be fantasy relevant dependent on that. Yeah. Uh, the one the one knock that I'm reading right here from Mike Tagliere is, is that he tends to take plays off if he knows the ball isn't coming to him. In college, a lot of times, 
they just drop the play and the first option is the guy they're throwing it to, right? There, there's not a whole lot of nuance, or at least when you compare it to the NFL, in play calling. In the NFL, a lot of times it's second, third option. Play yeah. breaks down. You have like the best wide receivers are the ones that are able to, yes, run a very perfect route to exactly what they're supposed to, but then realize the play is breaking down. And now I need to be the reason we get this first down. And they'll they'll start to improvise. Yeah, find um, those it, openings in the field. Yeah. Re- read what your quarterback's doing so you can like if the quarterback's rolling to the right, you don't want to exactly. take off to the left. Yeah, come back to your quarterback, work for your quarterback, work for your yards, work for your uh, your. And, and if you're giving up on a play, then, I mean, exactly. you're going to Amari Cooper that. So I, I hope that that doesn't, you know, translate to the NFL in any way. But it's something to pay attention to, right? That I, when we're trying to compare C.D. Lamb to Jerry Judy, it, there's a, it's a razor-thin line on why you like one guy more than the other. Personally taking plays off is a worse is worse to me than not being the best route runner. I would rather have somebody that's like his knock is, well, he's not the best route runner. It's like, well, he's about to be because we're, we're going to make him a really good route runner where it's like, he tends to take plays off. That's, I mean, he's making a choice there. So yeah, I hope that's wrong. I really do. I hope both these guys are super good, but of course, just like what you said, Justin, it all depends on where they land. So uh, this third guy, a little bit of a drop off here. But still very productive in college. Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Well, how do you feel about Justin Jefferson? 6'1", 202 pounds. He's decent size. Yeah, so like you said, he's he's a, there's a drop-off after those first two. Mm-hmm. And then I got, like, I think the next, like, three wide receivers fall in that next uh, bracket for me. Uh, and he he's right there at the top of this one. Uh, he's a good wide receiver. He's six one, two hundred two pounds. Like I, typically it's wide little, receivers are a little taller than that. A little, little heavier too. Two hundred two is pretty light for six one. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he's able to put on a little muscle. Yeah, he, he should have. Uh, I mean, which that it's not too low though. Like he, he should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And and the six one, I I would like my my wide receivers be a little bit taller than that, but it's not a like huge problem. Uh, he can play just fine. I mean. Tyreek Hill's not the tallest wide receiver on that field either, but he's also no Tyreek Hill, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he's gonna he's gonna do fine in the NFL. He's gonna come in and he should be productive, like immediately productive for whatever team he goes to. He just yeah. won't be one of those elite. I don't see him being one of those elite wide receivers. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I I kind of actually have him maybe as like like a smaller Golden Tate. Right, definitely relevant, NFL wise and fantasy wise. Not, not uh, somebody that carries your team fantasy wise. So, could be wrong. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, this could be a good point for me to say. I have a lot of trouble putting a bunch of uh, stock and effort into analyzing rookies before they've even been drafted because I think the situation matters the most. And I also think there's so many busts in the NFL that really anybody that tells you they know for sure that somebody's going to be good, they are lying to your face. <laughs> nobody knows for sure. Yeah. Nobody knows for sure. Opportunity, Like we said, opportunity is the biggest thing. And then after that, it's like y- yeah. you, you just got to see how they develop in the NFL because you don't know how these people will adapt 
but we we do have tape to go off of from their college, so we do our best to to try and analyze that. Yeah. Okay, we've got two more guys left, Justin, and just for time sake, I'm gonna bring Bunch them up them both together. at the same time, and and we can talk about which one we'd prefer and why. Uh, so we've got T. Higgins out of Clemson and Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. It's uh, let's see, that's our second Alabama guy after Jerry Judy. Uh, really good wide receiver class for them this year, clearly. Uh, which one do you like more, Ruggs um, or Higgins? Man, so I like. I like Ruggs more. I think he's the more complete wide receiver. Uh, I mean, and I'm going to bring this up because you have to, not because I think it necessarily matters, but he has also the fa- had the fastest 40 time in the combine. Congratulations. Uh, again, doesn't matter at all. Uh, but I-, I think he's the more complete wide receiver and, and can do more things. Higgins uh, is great, tall wide receiver. I've seen comparisons of him to AJ Green. Uh, he's lanky, uh, good uh, red zone target, uh, and, and that I mean that's great because there's teams like Cincinnati that need a new AJ Green. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that uh, I would rather have Rugs, but they're they're kind of different players, and, and that's fine. So different teams are going to be targeting these two guys who, who have different needs at wide receiver. Uh, funny enough, I actually like Higgins more. I you know I think uh, he's much more likely to find the end zone. I would almost, agree with that. <laughs> almost almost anywhere that he's drafted, uh, I think that uh, he has a knack for getting behind the defense, right? And big playability is there but also a big red zone threat, right? So I actually like Higgins a lot in this draft. I think he's really good value um, in any format uh, that you're drafting him for fantasy. You know, you can get him really late in redraft leagues. You can get him late in the first round, or excuse me, in the second round, or early second round, late first round. Man, whew, I need more coffee, apparently, uh, in uh, rookie dynasty leagues. So I actually like Higgins more. I like Ruggs, but I think I like Higgins more now. Ruggs might end up being better later, but I like Higgins a lot now. And, and it'll be interesting to see us uh, do this again once all these guys are drafted to NFL teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, I, you know, I, I didn't necessarily want to do this episode. I do know that, you know, part of the reason we did it is because it is relevant and it, I know a lot of people I mean, want to hear it. It, it needs to but, be done. Yeah. Right. It, it's just, we're, we're going to be changing. I mean, same with our sleepers and, and that stuff that as things change, so will yeah. a lot of this information. So yeah. we'll, we'll be revisiting this with our sleepers and bus probably closer to the season. And, you know, maybe we'll do a little quicker episode of that and recap all of those. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely, We'll definitely be going over it. We got a long time here, plenty of time to to go over all this. Just buckle up, subscribe, like, comment, win jerseys, buy merch. Bye-bye.